Everyone, we ready? Let's see, we're good. Welcome back to to the uh, to the uh, opportunity for us to to get clarity and to understand our purpose, to remind ourselves what life, what we want life to be about to understand what we're trying to do and what are the things that work and what are the things that don't work. What are the things that help us become happier, that help us become more, more <coughs> successful, that help us become more us, to become more me. Right? That's really, if you want to say the word for shlemus, which is all the... Tzadikim talk about Shlemus and Chazal talk about a person reaching Shlemus. So I don't like the word perfection, right, to be perfect because nobody's perfect. And like we've said, you know, the, the statement of being imperfectly, perfectly imperfect, which we all have weaknesses and no one's perfect. But Shlemus, I like the word Shlemus because Shlemus means complete, which is really I'm just trying to be all of me. I'm trying to be uh, me, uh, for, for that matter. Uh, trying to uh, understand myself, to understand my weaknesses, to understand my strengths, to know what I'm good at, to know what I'm not good at, to know who I am. And kashem she'en partsefem doimazulazu, kachem deyusem. It's not about being uh, like anybody else. Uh, which is probably one of the biggest challenges of our generation because of the media and the ability to see everybody else. It used to be you just see your neighbor, and that was enough. Leisachmoid, Aishas Reyecha, don't covet, don't want to, to you know, to your, your friend's wife or his house. Beis Reyecha, Chamoro, Shoro, right? It's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't Look at someone else. Nowadays, you could open up your phone and you could see someone in, in China's uh, wife and house and Shar uh, and Hamar and everything. So it makes it much harder to really be tuned into yourself because we get distracted and our eyes, right? That's, that's what happens. Uh, what happens is uh, um, the head of Eitzadas was all... Uh, you know, uh, she saw, right? She saw her nechmad, her pri, right? And nechmad mara, right? It all comes from when you see, when you look at other people. And your biggest mistake is that you looked at other people. That's the biggest mistake. I said, I've said over, Yitzi for sure knows this. Shua, you probably have this written down, maybe could be even twice. You know, my, uh, my, I remember my experience when I leased my first car, many of you probably have heard this from me, but I love, it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, um, sure, you'll, you'll, you'll like it because uh, you'll know, you'll know uh, the place where I was. I, you'll, you'll know where I was making my left when I, you know, off of Dowdy Boulevard onto Central Avenue at the 878. So I remember driving up one block, right? I had my brand new, oh, you also, Danielle will know exactly where I was driving my new, brand new, leased, right? Back in the day, like I said, if someone was driving a nice car, it meant they were rich. Nowadays, it doesn't mean anything because you could lease, you could lease a car. So I remember leasing a car for the first time and it's 
fresh. It still had like the plastic on the on the visors, and it had like you know 300 miles just driving it from wherever they drove it. And I'm like, in my new car, right? What's 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 more exciting? What's more exciting than sitting in your new car? It's my new car that I'm that's fresh. It has that smell. It's not a rent the car, right? And I remember driving it. I used to work in Shayashiv, so if you guys bear with me, right? I'm driving from from Inwood area, right? Down Dowdy Boulevard, uh, making a left on Central, right? Making the right on 878. I could have gone down New McNeil. You know exactly where I am, right? And I made my my first mistake of 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 my uh, make of sitting in my new leased car. What was that? I stopped at the red light, and what did I do? What did I do? Instead of keeping my eyes in front of me, instead of smelling my new, brand new car, I looked to the right. Why I looked to the right? Because we're, that's, that's our generation. We look all over the place, right? So what was my mistake? Is I looked at the car next to me. That was my mistake. Because when I looked at the car next to me, I said, hmm, I like that car. Right? And maybe I could have gotten that car. So I had about a minute of, ah, I'm in my new car, in my life, until I did the mistake that we all do, which is I looked at something else. I looked at somebody else. The fact that now I wanted that car or now that I was jealous, that's normal. That's okay. That's very, that's very appropriate right, for a person, for that to happen to someone. Why? Because... Because that wasn't, that's not the mistake. The mistake is, is that when we look outside of our Dalit Amas, when we look outside of our Dalit Amas, that is when the troubles begin. It's not the therefore. The therefore, you already lost it. When you're sitting and sitting and learning with your Chavrusa and you're learning well, the problem is not now when I see the other guy in sheer or the other guy this, blah, 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 and I start getting jealous. That's very, very appropriate that you're going to be jealous because you're looking at the other person. The mistake is, is that we're focused on other people. That's the mistake. The mistake is not, now that I'm focused on some people, I'm jealous. No, that's a very uh, uh, appropriate, and it makes sense to be jealous if you're focused on other people. If I'm looking at the news, if I'm looking at social media, if I'm looking at all these things, what do you expect? What do you expect? That's why we love to learn Chavot That's why we don't want to talk Lashon. That's why we want our home and our, our house to be a house and a home that is focused on the people present, right? I'll now mention, it was Minash, it's Minash Shemayim, uh, that there's a, a very chash of a person, very chash of a person who just entered the base Medrash. Uh, um, and uh, I'll give her nachas, um, that she, that she very much deserves for on 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 many uh, many um, for many aspects. Um, but Mayor Mattel said on this shot, right? Uh, so Mrs. Mattel, your your son Mayor said on what I'm saying right now. He said that your mouth peh is peh is peh, right? Your mouth peh has to be po, which is here. Pe and po is this, are the same letters, right? If you want to, to uh, talk about someone, you talk about someone who's here. 
You talk about someone who's present, who's right here. You don't talk about shum. You talk about pe, uh, po. So, um, uh, so thank you, Mayor, and thank you. I don't know if everyone knows, uh, you know, Mrs. Mattel, but it's a schuss to have you sitting, you know, uh, sitting in the base medrash, sitting with us. Um, you know, uh, th this. Uh, I, I would really. I, I, I don't know if I if I could do that. You know, I really would ask. Mrs. Mattel to come up and, and uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sitting down in the, in the, uh, and, and to hear the shear from, from, from her. Um, but uh, it's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to have you here. You should have a lot of nachas uh, from, from all your children and uh, grandchildren and, and everyone. Um, so one of the, so thank you, Mayor. I just want to say thank you, Mayor, right? Mayor just came in and um, is that Ozzy? Is that Ozzy? Right. See, I got that pretty good, Ozzy. You, you, last time I saw you, you, you weren't. You know, you're a little, little, little. Can I How old are you now, Ozzy? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Um, you know, one of the um, one of one of the challenges, and and of course, I would love to hear. From, from, from everyone, um, you could ask, you could say, make comments as well. We're very, uh, it's, it's okay in, in this forum. Um, you know, what, one, of, one of the things I think that, that, uh, that we forget, you know, like I said, what, the, the, the strength of this shear and the strength of reminding ourselves what works and what doesn't work. When you look at other people, it doesn't work. It doesn't work when you look at someone else's life. It doesn't work. It won't work. It works when we, when we focus on ourselves. And people say, oh, then I'm selfish. You're not selfish. There's a big difference between self-care and being selfish. Self-care is that I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of myself. And I'll, I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'd like to hear a question comments from everyone else. People have extremes. The extremes is either I'm taking care of somebody else and I only know how to take care of somebody else, which we'll call that, let's say, a codependent, which is very popular nowadays. It's very popular. People don't even know that they have it, that you can be so not focused on yourself and you live for everyone else and you could think that you're this uh, big tzaddik and this big person because you're always just focused on someone else. Um, I, I spoke recently um, somewhere, and I mentioned this as well, where somebody was healing themselves, just to tell you what happened. They were healing from, in the process of healing from their um, challenges that they've uh, had from their parents because their mother was not healthy and their father's not healthy. Um, and of course, every parent is going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. You, everyone here is going to make mistakes as a parent. But like I said, Right? I was just speaking to someone recently. I was just saying, yeah, but you don't want your mistake to be, yeah, okay, I punched my wife in the face. That's not, that's not a mistake you want to be making. You can make a mistake where maybe you weren't as sensitive as you'd like to be. So all parents are going to make mistakes. You, you want to, we're all imperfect, but you want to lessen your, imper your imperfections as much as you can. And you want to not have to parent your parents. People who have to parent their parents because their parents are not healthy, that's, that's, not, that's not good. 
And one of the people said, as I was giving the, the group and I was speaking, and one of them says, yeah, well, now that I'm getting healthy, the natural thing was they said, now that I'm getting healthy, so now I could help you know, my, my parents. And I just said, be careful in what you're doing because, because the natural thing sometimes is, is that when we're not taken care of, when we're not taken care of, we don't know how to, we, we're always taking care of somebody else so you're not able to really get the help that you need to get. And then people get married, and then they have children, and it's perfect because then they can focus on everybody else. But you want to be overflowing. You don't want to be someone who needs to take care of somebody else. It's very different between someone who overflows and takes care of someone else and someone who needs to take care of somebody else. Okay? So like this. This is, the, this is what's very important. It's very important um, for a person to, to realize that this, that's what I was saying, the self-care. People think, think in extremes. They either think that I need someone to take care of me and I can't do anything. People need to take care of me, I can't do anything. Or people need to take care of me and I can't do anything. Or I have to do everything alone. I have to love myself alone. I have to care for myself alone. I have to do everything alone, right? We speak about interdependence, and then I, I will give over the mic over here because I really would like to hear from all of you. But we talk about in, interdependence, which means I'm independent, and my spouse is independent. I'm independent, my partner is independent, and then interdependence. It's very unrealistic, and I'm, I'm saying this very, very clear because it becomes extremes. It's very unrealistic to say that you don't need anyone. We all need other people. The question is, to what degree do you need other people? And it's not good if it's an extreme. Either I don't need anyone, and I could do it all myself, or I need the other person to totally take care of me, as opposed to a healthy relationship. The healthy relationship is, I could take care of myself. I could take care of myself, but I sometimes need someone to help me. The other person in the relationship can take care of themselves, but we all have a need for love. We all have a need for social connection. We all have a need to love someone, to be loved. We all need all of these things in, in emotional, in cognitive, in, in, in spiritual, at all levels. Great. Shua, go for it. I want to say two things I heard yeah. in the past week. Number one is I read that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go further, go together. Mm. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. I love that. Okay, number two. Next thing was, uh, Beautiful. If you want to be a good giver, you need to learn to be a good receiver. Correct. I mean, there's no one, there's no one at the top, and there's exactly. no one at the bottom. Exactly. If, if you're at the top, and you think uh, you're there to help people, help Amazing. people, what, what are you going to do when you need help? Because there's Amazing. no one there to help you. I love it. Because you're, you're the highest. I love it. But, but you know, it's, it's like a ladder. There's always, Amazing. you know, you have to be, you have to be on one, one ring and help the person down. Right. There's always someone up that you can look up to and ask for help. Amazing. That's like the, the perfect. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Shua. Amazing. 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 So you can't, so if you want to go faster, you go alone. You want to go further, you go together. Love it, love it, love it. Like I said on Hanukkah, right? Better to be with somebody, with your friend in, in darkness than to be alone in the light. 
That's also one of my favorites. But it's so true. To be with somebody else, to be with somebody else, you will get there. Beautiful. And the second thing is that you can always, in order to be a giver, you want to be a receiver. You have to receive. I want to say something on that last thing. When, when Shua said that, know what I was thinking about? I was thinking there's one exception to the rule, but I'm wrong. What was I thinking, Rabbi Weinberger? What, what's the exception to the rule? Is that in order to be a, a giver, you have to be a receiver. My exception to the rule was who? What? Was Hashem. But I'm wrong. You know why? Because Hashem needs us. Now, of course, I'm not getting into Derech Hashem. Hashem doesn't need anyone. But I was thinking, as she was saying that, I was saying, you know what, but there's one being, or there's one, whatever, I don't know how to relate Hashem, is that Hashem is only giving, giving, giving. But then I'm thinking, that's, that's also not true. Even Hashem needs the Atta Kadosh, Yoshev Tehilos Yisrael. Hashem needs our tefillah. Hashem needs Ein Melech Bloam. So even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the ultimate giver and giver and giver, also Kaviachal, whatever that means. Now, of course, we're not, this is not a Derech Hashem shir, right? We're not here to talk about right, the beginning of Derech Hashem where he speaks about what I'm saying might not be true. But my point is, is that for sure as a human being, for sure as a human being, we need to accept our limitations. When I need someone else, you know what that means? It means I'm limited. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself, and neither you can't do it by yourself. And what happens is, you know, the greatest teams, the great, did you have a question, Robin? Okay, I'll just finish with this, and then I want to hear. And Rebetzin, I'm, 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 I'm pleased. I don't know if you want to have mayor ask, you could ask, feel free. But, uh, or comment, not even ask. I mean, Adi Rabba. Um, um, just, just to say the greatest teams, right? And I've said this, I've said this, this is my own chiddish in this generation. My own chiddish, and I think I might be right um, in, in what I'm saying with this. I said this, I think, a few times already. I do believe that part of our society, wait, let me, let me first say the first thing and then I'll explain it. The greatest teams are opposites. Because when you have two of the same people, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get more, you don't have as much room. You, you, you're, you're limited, right? If I'm a left, if we're all lefties, then we're all on the left, then we're missing the right. If you're all righties, then we're all on the right and we're missing the left. But when you have a righty and a lefty, that's more strength, right? When you have a, right, I, just basketball is the simplest with five players. If everybody's, uh, you know, big, big uh, centers, you're not going to win. You need your tall guy. Then you have your fast guy. Then you need your rebounder. And then you need that. And the greatest team is diversity. And that's one of the reasons why I think, I think why being, uh, um, you know, uh, men marrying men and women marrying women and people staying with their own um, gender is popular because, because they're not opposites. Because it's, men get along with men easier and women get along with women easier. So, so I don't have to work on myself. But, but what happens is you're, you're, you're destroying the creativity. I'm not even talking from a, from a, from a halachic 
uh, perspective or a Torah perspective. I'm just saying from a logical, when you want to hire someone to work with you, hire the opposite person. You don't want to hire someone who's like you. The more diversity you have, the better it is. Okay, Rafi. Um, so in this balance of giving and receiving, yes. um, there's something that a parent needs from their child in terms of receiving. Like you, you were saying Hashem, and, and you said it's not true. Hashem does, or whatever that means, Hashem does need us. Yeah, so with a parent, is there something that they need from the child? That's a great question. So that's a strong word, need. Need is a dangerous word. Would I like, would I like for my children to listen to me? Yes. Do I need my children to listen to me? That's dangerous. Listen to you for them. I mean, like, right. So do I need them? A selfish. No, do I need them? them? That's a little bit dangerous. Is it normal? Is it is it common for people to to want to have their children follow them and do that? Yeah, but that's but that's for you. Like I like I've said many times, your friends are the people who agree with you. That has nothing to do with you having friends. That's just because you like yourself. So you like when someone agrees with you. That's not, the, you, the better relationships is when someone doesn't agree with you. If someone's agreeing with you, oh, I like that guy because he agrees with everything I say. You don't like him, you like yourself. So you're happy that someone is just, uh, you know, validating you know, what, what we're feeding your ego. Oh, oh, I love this basketball team. Oh, so do I. I think LeBron James is the best basketball player. So do I. I think Michael, oh, so do I. Yeah, see, I must be right. But that's not, right? So I want my children to be like this. Why? Because it validates you? Because it, what? I don't, whatever it is. It's complex. You have to be very, Daniel, I hope we're going to, I'm sure, come on, I'm sure your brain is, yeah, go ahead. Um, what you said about, about taking a, a do you mind a little louder? I can't hear that. What? Yeah, I just had a question. What you said about somebody taking the street and going through life challenges alone. Alone, right. Um, that's, I, 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 just, I can understand why that's not healthy. Right. Would you, would you agree that a man has to be able to adapt more to live a life, I guess, more, I don't know, more, more geared towards being a lone wolf in a way? figure things out by himself. See, I'm the one providing, if I'm the one providing food for my family, right. I'm, the one, if I'm the reason why money is going to be on the table at the end of the day. Right. I have to, what's helping me out with that? Right. That's, so, that's, that's my, that's so, my issue. I have to. Right. So that, so that, that's a great question. Um, I, I think, first of all, that's very old school. Uh, nowadays, um, in, in um, um, the world, in your world, for sure, because it's even in my world, the, the, the husband and the wife both need to make a living to, to do it, and not, not even if they need it. You know, women nowadays work, right? Maybe there used to be a time where the woman was only at home. So realistically, it's not, it, it doesn't work, especially in your generation, for sure, where the professionals, the amount of professional women, and it's really equal, both of them are, are making a living. But even in a case that you would be saying what, what you're saying, a, a, a healthy, good relationship is that you could share with your spouse. 
you could share with your, with your wife. The wife could share with the husband whatever that might be, whether it's the emotional aspect of the finances, whether it's uh, sharing in, in the fin financial burden. It doesn't have to be that you're making the money to be carrying the burden. It could be sharing the burden. Yes, it would be great to have somebody, you know, to, to uh, just give you all the money that you don't have to think about it. But a lot of what people underestimate is sharing emotionally is also sharing of something. When I, when I share with somebody that I'm having a hard day, or if I share with someone that I have to, right, which is, which is a reality that I live in, I have to raise a lot of money. Let's say I have to raise money. So someone else might not be able to give me that money, but when I share with another staff member in the yeshiva, I want you to know it's very hard for me because I have to raise a lot of money and I'm having a hard week because I'm not raising the money that I thought I'd be raising. That feels very good for me. It doesn't have to be that that person says, oh, let me go now and raise the money for you. Do you, do you hear what I'm trying to say? Sharing is not, doesn't always have to be in a, in a, in the, uh, there are many different levels of sharing. So even if, I'm saying, first of all, both husband and wife nowadays have to work. So, that, so that's off of your... No, but I'm saying mo mostly. And women want to work anyway. So it's not... You, so to say, I have to be the breadwinner and I have the responsibility, that, that could be true from a financial aspect. But there's nothing wrong with sharing... with sharing... with sharing that. Do you, you hear what I'm saying? Sharing doesn't have to be physical. Sharing could be emotional, it could be intellectual, it could be spiritual. So sharing is, there are many, many different ways to share. I think what happens to us, Daniel, I think all of us have this, and it comes from ego, and it comes from pride, it comes from the movies we watch, and whatever the media tells us the way it's supposed to be, is that we have this thing of macho, and I have to this, and I have to, you know, uh, uh, fight through it, you know, I call it white knuckle it, some people call it to, to man, man, man through it, that's not healthy, that's not healthy. Make sense? You're, you're, you're never that easily satisfied, Daniel, come on, I gotta hear. No, no, go, what, that what? What does that mean, what the media does? The media, what? What are they doing? What? Uh, I'm saying the, we're, we're very much influenced by what we see on our entertainment systems and what the news tells us and what the movies tell us and what they tell us what is supposed to be and what's not supposed to be. So we're very influenced and we're brainwashed by all of that to tell us a man is supposed to be like this and a woman is supposed to be like this and this is the way it's supposed to be and in order to be right last last year I think it was last year two years ago in order to be popular I have to be what was it loud loud I have to be loud I can't be shy and I can't be anxious in front of other people there's something wrong with me 
who, where, what, where's that from? Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Wherever they got it from, but I, I don't. But Dan, but Daniel, I don't. But I want to look at. I don't. That what? Correct. Correct. So there, well, I'm saying, but there for what? We're supposed to do certain things our way. We're not supposed to do their thing. Right, right. No, but I'm saying I'm just one, one second, Zach. Before you go, what, what, what do you, Daniel? I'm, I'm not sure what you're saying. I don't understand why it's I'm saying, in order to live a successful life, you must share as much as you can share. The more you share, you share with your spouse, you share with your children, you share Right now, we're sharing. You share conversations. You share intellect. Oy chavrusa, oy masusa. The Gemara says, you, when you have a chavrusa, you're not supposed to learn alone. You learn with someone. You talk things out. Forget about man or woman. That's just the more you do it. Tova shnayim in echad. The more you talk to someone. Rov teshua berov yoetz. The more you ask people advice. You hear other perspectives. As I've said many times, there's only one person who you can't see. Who's that? Yourself. Everybody else can see you. You can't see yourself. So the more I'm able to get perspectives from somebody else, the better off I'm going to be. You, you have blind spots. We all have blind spots. At every level that you're at. And the more you learn to let people into your life, and the more you learn to be there for other people and you have different perspectives and you hear and you listen and you're humble, the more you're able to, to, to not get locked into your, to your own world. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. I love, I love the fact that you, that, you, that, you want, that you want to know and something bothers you. I, I respect that. Yeah, Zach. Um, uh, uh, on what Daniel said, I have uh, an alternative answer. Sure. Yeah. So um, the best way for somebody to, for a man to be able to not go at it alone is to have other men around him that are on the same mission as him, doing the same things, which is why we have Yeshiva here, just here for guys, you know, that you know didn't fit in the system, didn't uh, didn't fit into the way other things were going in other Yeshivas, and the guys go here and they find their ability to. Um, Relates to people. Nice. So you need to have that in your life, whatever you're nice. doing. I don't think it would be fair to put your burden of what you're going through on your wife because that is how you you're, you put stress on her, which puts stress in the relationship. Nice. And when you have other men around you that you're able to actually nice. talk to and actually able to vent about in a real way where you're being very straightforward and everything. Because women can't really handle being, men being straightforward as, as much as they like to say they, they do. Um, and I, I just don't think it's fair anyway to put that on, on the woman that you're with. Um, so if you're actually able to vent out and speak to, let's say, a rabbi, a, uh, a friend, um, or you know, even better, a lot of people around you, a lot of men around you that are on the same kind of mission, that do the same kind of things as you do, focus on the same things that you're focused on. If they're, if they're like what you're saying before, if, you, if somebody agrees with you, 
then you like them because they like you. So those are the best kind of people to speak to about this because they can see you, they see your strengths and your weaknesses, and because they have the same kind of outlook on life as you do, they're able to give you insights to things that, first of all, that you do, that you do that, you know, are your blind spots, and they're able to also tell you something that would actually be applicable to you because they understand it from their place. Right. So I think that would be the best way for you to not go at it alone and for you to actually, I'm saying, if anything, when you have it like that, you're able to vent and, you know, find solutions to your problems and actually be stronger by going through your problems instead of going at it like a lone wolf and then just completely getting bogged down under the stress of it. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Zach. Wonderful. Start Zach. And I, I think I just want, just one thing. It's not about, I just, uh, I, I don't want to get into a whole shalom bias thing, you know, because, especially because most of you here are not married. So it's hard to talk about relationships like that. The, the, the point, I think the bottom line is, and I think what Shua said, is that if you're doing it alone, you, you, it might feel fast, you might think you, you've gotten there, but you need other people. I'm not getting into a person's relationship with his spouse and I don't want to talk about that so much right now, how that works, um, because that's, that's not really for this forum right now, because most of you are not married. So it wouldn't, it's like talking Chinese, right? But the, the, point, the point is, is that the more you let people in and the more you share, you're able to strengthen. People think, people think that when you open up to someone, you're being weak and you say, I need help. People don't like to say, I need help, because they think that that means you're weak. It's the exact opposite. If you're strong, you could say, I need help. A strong person is able to say, I need help. A weaker person is not able to say, I need help. A stronger person is able to say, could you help me? I need you to listen to me. I need a shoulder to cry on. I need someone to vent to. A stronger person is able to do that. A weaker person is the one who says, oh, I got it. I got it. I, I can handle it myself. So, yeah, go ahead, Simcha. Oh, there you are. Yes, Shalom. Yeshua mentioned before, you talked about it, that Sorry, in, order, in order to receive, yeah. in order to give, one has to be able to receive. Unfortunately, there's many parts of me that... that Tell me negative things about myself, and therefore tell me I'm not worthy to receive from others. Right. What's a way you can right. for me to? Yeah, okay. It's hard for me to ask questions or whatnot because right. I don't right. want to take space. From right. So, so that's very good. If a person, thank you, Shalom, for being uh, so vulnerable to say that. I think that that a lot of people struggle with with receiving. I think a lot of people struggle. That's what I was saying. There's a whole. There's a whole. Uh, a lot of people are very codependent. They don't even know it, which means they're always looking to do for everybody else, but they are suffering in silence themselves. And the only way they get a, a good feeling about who they are is by helping somebody else. And, and it's all in the name of, what do you mean? I'm helping someone else. How could you tell me there's something wrong with helping someone else? And what happens is, is that ultimately uh, they're hurting and they're not healing. And the way they heal is through other people. So first of all, this yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, is like, is, is designed and is, and, is, uh, and is strong 
in the area of, of um, being able to be there to receive from other people, you have to learn to receive from other people the help that you need. If someone never got, whether you come from a big family, sometimes it's in a big family, and it could be, it's not, no one did anything evil, no one did anything bad, no one, it's no one's fault, so to speak. It's not about that, it's just, it could just happen that someone's love language, you know, being growing up wasn't, you know, your parents or your rebellion or you struggled with this and you never really received the love that you need. I had someone ask me last night at the wedding. They said, uh, uh, what do you do if somebody's 35 years old and never got whatever he needed to get? Dot, 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 dot. What, do, what would you say? So I say, I don't work with 35-year-olds. I can't really answer that question, but I can tell you what I tell 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds. What do I tell them? And I told him the line that I say, I have bad news and I have good news. The bad news is, assume you're not going to have a good relationship with your spouse. Assume that you're going to not be a good father. Assume that you're not going to be successful in all the areas. Assume that because if you keep on going with just the way things are going, you just will keep on getting the results that you're getting. Things don't just happen, especially relationships. Relationships are the hardest. Relationships are the hardest. You want to make a million dollars? It's easier to make $10 million than to have a good relationship. Do you know that? It's easier to, to make $20 million than to have a good relationship. That's the bad news. The good news is you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 year old, however old you are, and we're here talking about it. So you have an opportunity and a chance to actually heal whatever you want to heal. So you're asking Shalom specifically, what do you do? The first step is you're aware that maybe it's hard for me. It's great that Shua gave us that quote. Maybe I have trouble. I know myself. I know myself. I'm talking about myself. Um, um, and this is also a little bit, I'm a little bit more old school than a lot of you guys, right? I didn't even know there's something called codependency. I didn't even know. I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm giving to my wife. I'm giving to my children. I'm helping people. What do you mean? I'm doing what, what God wants me to do. I never really examined, right? Baruch Hashem, through you guys and through the yeshiva and through doing things, I realized, oh, whoa, maybe I, maybe I need to heal myself a little bit. Maybe it is a little healing for me when I take care of someone, which is nice, and that's great. But do I need that? Do I need that, or that's good for me? But you're young, and for you to, like I say, your goal, you want to overflow. That's what you want it to be. You want it to be that you're so full that you overflow to everybody else. Not that you need to do it for you. You know, like we spoke that time. You want to have, I want to have a big yeshiva, like, why? Why do you want to have such a big yeshiva? Why do I have, you know, we have those dreams. Right? You know that. Uh, Yitzi Raymond said this in camp um, a few years ago. Um, and uh, I remember when he said that, I forgot who he heard this from. I forgot the name of the person who said this. It says, it used to be children said, I want to be a fireman. I want to, in, my, in my day, we want to be a policeman, a fireman, and the girls wanted to be nurses or teachers. That was, if you took a poll of what little girls want to be, they want to be nurses and teachers, and what do little boys want to be, they want to be firemen, policemen, stuff like that. You know what it is nowadays? 
If they took a poll, what do little children wish they could be? Ready? Ready for this one? They want to be famous. They want to be, I don't know if you guys can relate to that. They want people, what is success? How many people know me? How famous am I? What does that have to do with anything? Famous? That's why people do crazy things. Oh, people know me. What, 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 what does that mean? How about living the life that you want to live? That comes from this thing that you're talking about. That comes from an unhealthy place. I need people to love me. I need people to validate me. I need people to tell me I'm great because I don't feel that within myself. So I don't know if I answered the question 100%, but just the awareness of that, going to therapy, talking about it, speaking to your rebellion, speaking to your friends, having a sheer like this where we talk about this, realizing that I got to take care of myself. Where am I missing? Knowing what triggers me. What triggers me? What bothers me if someone doesn't like me, if someone doesn't smile at me, if someone doesn't think I'm all whatever it might be? Shalom. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yes, very much. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about my health, my wife told me to go through. I don't understand. I think we are afraid to ask for help. Right? Yes. Because maybe we think we're disturbing someone, somebody. Right. Right, correct, correct, correct. It's true. That's a good point is that, you know, again, that, that's on a cognitive level. That's on a thought level that we know that just like I like to help people, so two people would like to help me. On an emotional level, it's a little bit harder sometimes. Meaning we know that, but we don't feel that, right? And it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard uh, depending on your upbringing and depending on, you know, um, you know some people are great at, at uh, being there for other people, but deep down, they're not able to be there for themselves. It's hard for them. Some people are like that. And some people are just so uh, self-absorbed that they don't know how to, you know, be there for other people. But yeah, it's a great point. Okay. Phil, nothing? Phil? Yes. Oh, Reb Zev, yeah. Before the, the strong people can ask for help. Can ask for help. Yes. Is, is that a fact? Or? Is it a fact? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Well, you know why? Because if, if you want to go into the psychology of it, is that, is that a person who's weak, right, is embarrassed to say that I'm weak. A person who feels strong, so why can't I ask for help? Nothing wrong with that. Adarab, I'll become stronger. I'll become stronger. Why not? I'll become stronger. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. It's ironic. It's a funny thing, right? It's a funny thing, but that... Right. And you know what? Also, my, my experience with asking for help is you usually, you usually get help, and most of the time people actually relate to you. And you're like, wow, I need help with that. Okay, sure. What, what, no problem. Like, like, you know, like what Rabbi Ashkenazi is saying, he's saying, if someone asked you for help, wouldn't, wouldn't you feel good? I feel good when someone asks me for help. 
Right. Of course, you, who doesn't like to be needed? So, so, so too, when you ask someone for help. That's, that's the power. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that it's so simple, but we're, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to say I'm weak, right? That's the most beautiful. People connect so much when people are scared, when people are insecure, when people are nervous, when people have anxiety, like, oh, you too? Yeah, why not? Oh, I'm so nervous about this. It's so hard for me. Right? It's so hard for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh. Yeah. That's heavy. I like that. Heal before you're having before you have children so your children don't have to heal from you from as a parent. That's yeah, very powerful. Uh, just to say on that, again, it, we're just segueing a little bit into parenting. You, you're, 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 no one at 21 years old, 22 years old is fully healed, but the truth is, it's a very true statement, is that if the, the healthier you could become, and the healthier, as one of my favorite lines, I think we said it last time, is that if you don't heal yourself, then you're going to bleed upon people who didn't hurt you. If you don't hurt your, your, your wounds, then you're going to end up bleeding on people who didn't do anything to you, didn't do anything wrong to you. It's a similar thing to what you're saying. But I like that quote. It's true. So you're right. It's, and, and again, I think the key is not that anyone is totally, we're still, we're still healing. We're still, it's an, a never-ending process but when your children will see from you that you are that you are healing and you're in the process of healing and you're 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 healthy enough and like I say all the time you know you attract health the healthier you are the healthier you're going to attract the girl who's who's healthier and then you and then you have then you're on a much higher uh, percentage of of having children and helping your children be be healthier because because that yeah Right, that's why it's a tough word. Healthy, it's a constant, we're always, till, till the day, I think so. So far, I can only talk about myself, is that I'm, I'm still working towards, towards becoming healthy. I'm trying, I'm trying. And I know from the tzaddikim, you know, they're always working on themselves. They're always saying, you know, I got to do more, I got to work on myself more. You don't plateau, you plateau after hopefully, you're right, you're never finished. Now, like I said, are there different levels? Yes. Are you going to fight with your wife? Yes, you will. That's not a curse. Just the question is, what, how, how bad of a fight, how unhealthy of a person are you going to be? Chas shalom that you'll do something terrible. Are you going to be, are you going to make mistakes with your kids? Guaranteed. And that's not a curse. You will make mistakes because we're human and we make mistakes. The question is, how big of a mistake am I going to make? And you want to be, make sure that you're, that you're you know, I saw also uh, the other, the other uh, uh, last week I was also giving a, a shear and I said when someone said, oh gosh, Rebbe, you're scaring me, you know, to have children and you're scaring me to get married. And I said, good, I'm happy, I like that. There's what to be scared of and there's what to be afraid of because, you know, when it comes to making money and it comes to all these things, right, 
you know, it's fine. Those are the easy parts. To have a good marriage, to be a good parent is, is the hardest job in the world because it's the most important job in the world. Do we get anything from uh, the, we'll have to, we'll have to save it for the, for the post, uh, post share, okay? Okay. I'm sure Mrs. Mattel wrote to Mattel has a lot to, uh, to add without a doubt. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. It's good to be back because uh, it's important to remind ourselves what life is about, to remind ourselves what's the most important thing. And this I'll say, Daniel, for, for all of us here to remember. And I know this might trigger you a little bit, but it's not a conversation for now. I'm saying the media and the movies and all of that is not teaching us this. They're not telling you this. They're not telling you this. They're not telling you this. That's not where you're going to get it from. You're not going to get it from, the, from uh, TikTok and from all of those whatever other stuff. Uh, what else is there out there? Facebook is old, is like from the 80s, right? I don't know what else is there. Whatever. Instagram. That's not what they're posting. Right. No one's po- That's not what's popular. It's not what's popular. What's popular is, is what other people think. That's what's popular. What other people think about me. What other people say about me. That's what's popular. But that's not sustaining. That's not true. That's not, uh, Shem should help us all. Always a pleasure, everyone.